I don't think there's even a Wikipedia for Fear Street. I think it's so unknown. It's such a, a lesser known. I no, there, never mind. There's a whole ass. <laughs> I can't in this day and age, in in where Knuckles has more words on his Wikipedia page than Jesus Christ. I can't. I can't imagine. They're not being a Fear Street wiki. Knuckles literally bigger than Jesus in one sense. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, listen, at some point, maybe the Christian Christian uh, Bible Belt got in there. They started editing their Wikipedia page up. But that used to be a thing. That used to be a real fact. Do you think John Lennon or Knuckles is more famous? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think Knuckles. I think more people could point out Knuckles. Yeah. I think Lennon, in this day actually. and age, yeah, Knuckles. I think yeah. Knuckles spans more generations. <laughs> one one of them has been played by Idris Elba. That's fair. The other one hasn't. <laughs> I think they should recast John Lennon as Idris Elba. I find him more interesting. <laughs> is, can you imagine Idris Elba doing that famous naked pose where he's like spooning Yoko? Can you imagine Knuckles doing that famous naked oh, pose where he's spooning oh. Yoko? Well, I've seen art like that at least. <laughs> yeah, he does do that somewhere on the internet. We can find it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knuckles is in every sexual position <laughs> that has ever been invented or will be invented. <laughs> to to my point about the Fear Street lacking a Wikipedia, I was looking stuff up and the movies that we loved uh are <laughs> more popular are are far more popular than the book series. So when you look for stuff, you often find movie stuff. In fact, I am on the new girl the book uh, the, <laughs> not the TV show. Not Wiki. the TV show. Yeah. Now that could have been an easy mistake to make, so, but I didn't. Uh, and Dina Johnson's, uh, I think Pokemon card is on what? the side of the thing. Here, I'll send you. What one are you leg. talking about? You need what to see f- this. What, what was that fucking sentence, Paul? I look at this thing, and if it doesn't show up, does it say uh, um, "Final Girl" feature on the right? Check out Dina. Oh, Dina! I was like, "Who the fuck is Dina Johnson?" Okay, she's the main character of the movies that we both we all loved. It was part of fandom's final girls trading card set. Mm. This okay. is not a Pokemon card, unless Pokemon cards have changed. It this has is, like, the same color scheme. Yeah, but like, where? How much energy do you have to spend to attack, Paul? Okay, all right. Okay, trading cards are getting a little fucking weird lately. How so? Yeah. Well, Lorcana just dropped. Okay. Which is Disney's uh, magic killer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not. How do we spell that? Lore what? Lorcana, L-O-R-C-A-N-A. Wow. Lorcana. Like lore and arcana. Wow, okay. Yeah. Is it all right if I talk about Lorcana? <laughs> I'm super interested in it because I always want to see magic get killed. We need a theme song because this is going to be a regular thing. Lorcana's going to sweep the gaming world. <laughs> Um. This, yeah, this is this is gonna be like this is gonna change the world like Ouya changed the world. Lorcana's <laughs> gonna be here forever. It's not a gas grab. Uh, it's just, so Lorcana is is basically Magic the Gathering except health goes up instead of down. Mm, they're Smash Brosing because Disney's all about healing. Yeah. Disney's all about healing and love. Mm-hmm. Your character's quest, uh, and also cards are also lands. Like you, I don't like that. Your cards are mana. I don't. I also don't like that, Paul. I. You know, it's funny. It seems. It seems like they're uh, every other game that's tried to kill magic uh, that's come <laughs> for the king has removed lands, right? <laughs> yeah, they always remove lands. 
Yeah, so that's the thing everyone tries to fix about magic is the fact that you can get screwed. Yeah. Like you can get you can get too much mana or too little mana. Uh and that's actually the thing that makes magic good. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that somebody can get fucked over. Like a player a player who's been playing for like like me for like 20 years or longer. Uh can get screwed over by just luck and a newcomer can win that makes people want to play the game that's fun uh that is fun like the fact and winning all the time if you're if you're like well then it's not a very skill-based game exactly like watch what'll happen to lorcana like things will get too consistent hmm you want to know what else isn't skill-based what else isn't skill-based life isn't skill-based are you saying we live in some sort of unfair universe paul we live in an unmeritocracy a luckatocracy. I mean, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, Paul. Kevin, I need more Lorcana tips and tricks to master my card. Master my hot Lorcana deck. Um, I want an Olaf deck. Can it can I combo my Olaf deck with my uh uh, uh live action Lilo and Stitch deck? <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I know there are songs. I know like they're that like one of the card types is songs and you can tap a creature to or sorry, exert a creature. To <laughs> <say it. laughs> Wait, sorry, exert? Exert. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, Which just... is a Magic the Gathering mechanic that involves tapping. But they call tapping exerting. Uh, they call attacking questing. So It sounds like a workshop a little bit. Like, like a sweatshop. Like, you know, who people had to make the Lorcana card. They were exerted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if tap is copyrighted. It seems like it would be hard. But they basically, like grab the tap symbol i get it it's hard to design a, a card game in a corporate atmosphere they're probably like make it like magic the gathering but not too much right <laughs> sure make it magic but not suable yeah and a, a, a lofty and admirable goal the of other course. thing is so there are there are six inks mm. inks are the colors <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh what a what a jab they threw the six color in there every deck is Two colors has to be two colors. Okay. Uh, so you pick, you pick two, okay. and that's what you're. That's what decks are limited by. It's not like you can splash a third color if you know. No, it's every. There's no colored mana or ink or whatever. Okay, there's just two colors of ink. Got it. And that seems simpler for again. And again, they're aiming at a younger audience. I get, but kids got to learn math. All right. <laughs> and if you're learning math through Larcana, that's good. If you're making, the, if you're aiming at kids, don't make them have to be multi multicolor. I feel like those are harder decks to balance, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. But I, I think you're underestimating kids. Well, we're on a podcast about a thing that underestimates kids. So, well, if that thing is R.L. Stein, he super underestimates <laughs> kids. I don't know the two color restriction as a magic player kind of makes me recoil but this isn't for me this is for people who don't want to play magic but do want to play some sort of disney card game mm. so i'm I'm trying to look sure. at it with like i'm trying to look at this as like a market vacuum thing i'm not even trying to look at this as like uh, for, with like open eyes i'm like okay what does corporate disney see as the problem with magic yeah. well you know if i'm i'm on if i'm in the car on our weekly road trip to to the Magic Kingdom, because we go every week. We're we're, yeah. we're a Disney family, which mm. is a thing a out D- here in LA. Of course. Yeah. A D fam, if you will. A D fam. And I've already played uh Epic Mickey. I played it ten times over and over again on the PS2 in the back of our car. Yeah. Um I, I I've done that one that's like a uh 
uh, a, tw- a Stardew Valley thing that came out that apparently is pretty good. I played them all. I need another Disney game because yeah. my parents only let me play Disney things. And Laszlo is driving. I <laughs> In this scenario, Laszlo is the one Can you imagine? He can't see more than two feet in front of him. We're going to crash. He's going very slow because he, he has to run down to the gas to push the car forward a little bit. Then he has to run back up to the wheel to steer. Chad is swaying back and forth in the back, back of the car, playing a Wii game, which is throwing his entire rhythm off because the character keeps jumping and running. People are honking at Laszlo. He's really, he's really doing his best, but... You know what would work a lot better in this situation? A card game with a large surface area needed to play. <laughs> yeah. You know you know what really brings uh, the fun of getting car sick? <laughs> Reading. Losing them underneath the car. Oh, yeah. Your seats, and you're like, well, Dad, we got to stop by Target and get another pack. <laughs> <laughs> getting caught in those weird little holes that are filled with, like, oily metal for some reason that's exposed. Oh, yep. yeah. Maybe that's only old cars. Maybe they got rid of the oily metal exposure. You got to grease these things? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They'll they'll bring those back for the millennial market. You know, we'll be like, where's our greasy holes? We miss our <laughs> greasy metallic holes from childhood. <laughs> that's one of my favorite Disney Mickey villains is the greasy hole. The greasy hole. <laughs> That was a Fantasia thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an old. That was an old level version. He's just, he's just, he's, he's kind of like, um, yeah, he's like a big demon, but he just lays on the ground. He's like, don't you step on me? Yeah, don't you, don't you step on me? I think, uh, just looking at, uh, for instance, Mickey Mouse's card, Wayward Sorcerer Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah, they're, tr- <laughs> they're Wayward Sorcerer. That's what it says. Uh, the Mickey Mouse character is already proving that Tribal has become extremely granular because he has a pay one uh, ink key less to play broom characters. So there are multiple broom characters in this game, apparently. I don't think I've seen a single broom, broom to- Are there broom tokens, maybe? Perhaps, there, but he can play them. He can do it. Yeah, he, can, he can play them. You can't stop him. <laughs> oh, by the way, the colors are just... Um, uh, they're the match of the gathering colors plus steel, which is just well. Hold on, colorless, I guess there's yellow, amber, yellow, emerald, green. white. The color of your energy <laughs> oh, amber, is amber. amber. I would have said steel was white, Kevin. That's interesting. No, steel, steel is uh, steel is big, uh, big slow creatures. So it's colorless. oh, so you're saying you've already looked at the color wheel and you've proven yeah. Amethyst. is amethyst black? Yeah. Okay. Sapphire's blue. Um, amethyst is purple, which I thought was in my mind, instantly was like, oh, well, that's going to be the sixth color that isn't in Magic. I don't want... I've, I feel like I've been fucking tricked into giving the whole pitch for Lorcana and what it is and how to acquire it, even though I don't like or endorse Disney or their card game. I do think they've made some interesting changes to the formula, but not enough to justify anyone, like, you just learn Magic. Like magic. I've been good. wronged by... I, I, I bought real hard on Disney Infinity when it came out. Like, mm. I don't know why, it, just, burnt, it yeah. just seemed like the right thing to me, and, <laughs> I, and, and I, don't, I don't know, the ads, I was like, yeah, it's gonna be like Minecraft, but I can play as Mr. Incredible and build anything, and I'm like, oh, it's actually, like, gated behind a ton of stuff, and keeping track of all these plastic toys is very you're saying You're saying that that was your NFTs, is what you're telling me. What? A little bit, you bought yeah. You bought I mean, in early I, on, you thought you could get on the ground level of these things, is what you're telling Chad, me. Chad, I don't even remember Disney Infinity, what year was that? Are you fucking kidding you don't remember disney infinity i don't i had to go to like promotional things for them and 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 like at like maker and everything oh chad i I must have missed that when i worked at maker (laughs) 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 damn damn 
I just mean like I saw I saw the scope, the shadow of Disney Infinity over the market. I saw how saw how big it was. Disney Infinity was the mountain demon from from the the, the, oh, Disney, yeah. the Disney movie. Chernabog. He's Chernabog from Night on Bald Mountain or whatever. Chernabog, that's it. <laughs> Is it really called Night on Bald Mountain? That's the song that plays underneath it, I think. I, I just was looking forward to Lurkonic Corner, and I was looking for Hotstar. Look, that game looks... We, we don't endorse it. We're not endorsed by Lorcana. <laughs> no, we've already given them their endorse, their fr- their one free endorsement. Now we will be petty and make fun of it for I, the for the. Yeah, re- I play Marvel Snap, and I hate it. Join Marvel Snap. Ah, uh, we already gave them their minute, too. It's true, and I can't be like, just play Magic the Gathering, because they keep calling the fucking Pinkertons on people. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I repeat my initial point. What the fuck is going on with card games lately? Uh, I just, I mean, I think a lot of businesses have realized that we all have addictive personalities. And if we could, you know, um, if they could get in on this market of like blind boxes and buying things you don't need uh, and gambling. I just saw there's like, this is related. It was some, what was it like? It was Transformers or some other big brand where you could like get special Nikes. Like Nike, oh, it was X Men themed shoes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There was like twelve different sets. I was like, oh, that's cool. I like sneakers. I don't have money to really get into sneakers, but like, I like sneakers, and they're all different X Men colors. And the sneakers are in fucking blind boxes, guys. What they are like, like you don't know which one you're getting when you're buying <laughs> that's them. That's absurd. It is just, that is absurd. It is just the fucking sneaker. You might be like, ah, oh, Cyclops again. God damn it! Which is what you know, Gene says every time. Fucking gotcha kicks. Yeah, it's insane. I don't. Yeah, we're reaching the end here, guys. I don't, <laughs> I don't think capitalism's okay. I, th- I think um, I think it's going bad. We're throwing gambling into everything. And look, I was going to make the joke <laughs> about how magic is just gambling and that's fun, but that's different than this. Yeah. I mean, it's different than the one, and we didn't talk about it, the one ring card that Post Malone bought, right? Like that, that's, uh-huh. that's super gambling. Which right? Post that's Malone? A... Well, no, that's like that's like dumber gambling because the dude only got two and a half million for it. So, like, you think he, you think he undersold it? Think he could hold on to it for longer? Well, no, compared to like a lottery ticket, <laughs> like he can get. Oh. Like the odds, I guess, are worse probably, but it's still like two two and a half million is not like it is a life changing amount of money. I would not kick it out of bed. I guess maybe I would kick it out of bed. I just I wonder if Kevin would be like, I think I should keep it. Why don't I? Why, why don't I? Why, why don't sh- I? Why shouldn't Kevin keep it? <laughs> why shouldn't I keep it? It's easy to say I would throw the ring in a volcano now that I do not have the ring, but I would throw the ring in a volcano, and I think Post Malone should throw the ring in a volcano. That'd be a pretty badass move. I would gain respect for him if he went and threw that in the volcano. He'd also know it. Like, he could do that and film it, and we wouldn't fucking know if it's the real one or not. Like, he could just print out a copy and go to Kinko's. He's going to proxy it and throw it. Yeah, just go to Kinko's, print it out, cover all your tattoos so no one knows your post below. That is how you would act if you had the one ring. So you're right. That's probably more accurate. (laughs) It needs to be the real one. It needs to be the real one. (laughs) But he won't. He can't do it. He's too. He's got too much power. So he's been. He's been seduced by the dark forces of the world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. We should talk about the thing. Hi. Welcome to Goosebuds. My name's Kevin. I'm Paul. I'm Chad. Uh, and today we read the R.L. Stein book in the series of Fear Street. We read New Girl. Who's that girl? It's Jess. Sorry. <laughs> 
So sorry. That's the only New Girl joke I put in there. I'm I'm undateable, so I haven't seen New Girl. Oh, I thought you were singing. <laughs> I thought you were singing "Who's That Girl" by Pink. <laughs> no, I was singing the no. theme to New Girl. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I think yeah. that's Eve actually that did "Who's That Girl." It is Eve. Yeah, "Who's That Girl." We don't want to get copyright. And this is "Who's That Girl." It's Jess. It's Jess. See, I know that part. It's like and she has a roommate that's definitely would have voted for Trump if the show had kept going on in the Trump oh, era. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, is, New Girl. Is that, what, is that what New Girl's about? Well, there's just like a conservative. He's like a funny conservative roommate. And as, as the years go on, you're like, oh, I don't know about Schmidt. <laughs> oh, I don't know Schmidt. I don't know. Then Winston becomes a cop. I don't know. It's kind of a thing. Anyway. I right. hear New Girl is good. I just haven't seen it. It's a fun show. So uh, apparently people say that the New Girl is one of R.L. Stein's earliest novels. But if you go to the R.L. Stein wiki, well, apparently he wrote a not his first novel was his first teen novel was Blind Date. And then apparently there were one, two, three, possibly four, five more after that. So I don't know how you can call this one of his first novels, considering there are seemingly uh, five other novels after it. But I, I'll, I'll believe it. This is one of his first novels. Th- this was published in the year of my birth. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice and cool. Nice. I was alive to see this published. I was a month old. Did you feel it, do you think? I think so. I felt something stir in the in the fabric of the of the literature universe. <laughs> you were the new the new boy of the world. I was I was new boy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun reading this. It was it took longer than yeah. a goosebumps book. And <laughs> <laughs> it was I think worth it because the writing was better it, it just goes on reading this reading this book yeah, Pro- proves uh, to me a hypothesis i've had and, and that is that rl stein does not respect the child's intelligence enough. no no that i <laughs> paul i had the exact same feelings i was like you motherfucker you could have done this the whole time you can write <laughs> you know how to write <laughs> just, you can at least hire ghost writers who know how to write but but then encourage them to write poorly <laughs> like he's like okay yeah. so part of the genre of a goosebumps book is it sucks like you gotta make it <laughs> you gotta make it bad it's like this this shows that like he can do like uh character relationships that matter like it's still it still reeks of rl character traits that matter Character traits that end up mattering? Holy shit, even if it's something stupid? uh, Yeah, I was going to say, it it does feel like almost like he was like, I want this guy to do uh, extremely cool karate moves, but I need to find a way (laughs) to make that believable. And he does. He kind of does. Yeah. um, Corey, I wrote down Corey is a a dexterity jock, not a strength jock. Yes, he's he's a dexterity jock, and he might even be... Um, he might even be an int jock to a certain, maybe not int, but uh, maybe whiz jock, whiz dex. No, he is not a whiz jock. Are you seeing all of those like insight checks he's That's leaving true. on the table? No, you're right. You're right. He's probably an int. He's an int jock with, and he's he's definitely low whiz. You're right because he he's con and low constitution. He's constantly going back and forth on his decision making. It's true. Yeah, he needs he needs a firmer constitution, mm-hmm. a mental so, constitution but, here. As, as yeah. Always. He put he put it all into into Dex and and Cha. Yeah, can, can we talk about his his initial introduction, which is supposed to be like a klutz moment? Is him doing something I think physically impossible? Mm-hmm. That is in the cafeteria. He's got a spaghetti. Yep. Yeah. And 
Okay, Chad, can you please fully explain the exact mechanics of how this situation unfolds? Because I'm a little, I think something crazy happens here, and I want to hear, I want to see if you picked (laughs) up on it. You're talking about, we're talking about the same thing, right? Yeah, our very first moment with Corey. His his manifestation of his powers. Yes. Um, (laughs) His his display of power, yes. How I remember this, and I I don't even remember what caused it, was Nothing. It starts like this. Yeah, he just decided to do a trick. Well, he he, he was he was in a dare off. Oh, that's I, right. <laughs> I remember it. He's doing a handstand over some spaghetti. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but it's not just a handstand. He says he one handed. He he flips forward onto his head and hand. Yeah. Which means that he head butted the ground. Yes. Well, right. I, I think it's implied that he flips himself over, lands on his hand, and lowers himself to his head. But, but, did you guys pay attention to what was going on with the tray of spaghetti? It is told that he <laughs> holds the tray of spaghetti while, while flipping and landing yeah. on his head and not rotating the tray, which I can't even, the mechanics of how the body works in that situation. Oh, walk me through that again. He, what do you mean he doesn't rotate he, the tray? He is holding tray okay. in one hand, yeah, yeah. right? He's, he's vertical. He's normal, normal, he's normal alignment. Nor, normal yeah. orientation, and he's, he's holding the tray in his right hand, let's say. Okay. He flips himself while still holding the tray. Yeah. Yeah. And maintains the upright right hand. So while, while rotating the rest of his body, he holds the tray upright so that yeah. when he gets onto his hand and head, it is still being held. I'm trying to talk about this and like moving my body while I'm talking about it. So if I, if I go off yeah. mic, I apologize. And he is holding it still upright. He does he does body magic. I I, I agree, my my but my budren, uh, that this may have benefited from a diagram, but mm. like is this not within the realm of the break dancer? Like, could this? No. Not- have you seen Have you seen Electric Boogaloo? Everyone ever do this with a spaghetti? <laughs> is there a spaghetti singing in Electric Boogaloo? No. Just like what he's describing is impossible. No, nah, I don't know. It defies that, uh, the laws of physics. I've been to Cirque du Soleil and I've seen the impossible, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he could pull it off. <laughs> I think he could do it. <laughs> He could potentially do some sort of handoff. Maybe he fl- maybe he threw it up in the air a little bit and then flipped and then caught it while flipping. The yeah, heist- he, ollie- he ollied the spaghetti. Oh, he ollied he it. That, you did say yeah. that, Chad. You're right. I-, I don't know if you guys remember, but the high school spaghetti is a wily foe. Oh, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's solid in its construction. Okay. It does not <laughs> yield easy <laughs> to fork or to jiggling. Okay. So That's fair. It's possible that it just was sort of like a half- like way too Dante, like congealed way too lump Dante. of spaghetti. Way too Dante. <laughs> he he had to have. This is an impossible. And I, again, not to dip it. He describes landing on his head and hand at the same time, mm-hmm. and that's impossible. That is impossible. Or he has like he's like hammerhead from Spider Man. Not which is also ha- interesting. Not if you have the supreme stomach muscles of Corey. <laughs> it's true, I guess. I'm Corey Bro- just- Corey Brooks. Corey Brooks. I forgot his last name for a second. I just think like if so, Peter Parker. Speaking of Spider Man, if Peter Parker did this in his high school, yeah, like you know, Flash Thompson tripped him, yeah, and he's going to spill all his spaghetti, and he like flipped over and caught them. This would be one of those moments where not everyone would go like, "Wow, Peter, that's really impressive. You you should join the softball team." Uh, they would be like, "That's fucking Spider Man right there!" Like that would have blown his entire cover. But he fucks up, so everyone laughs at his stupid ass. Yeah, but he probably... He pro- we don't know that Corey Brooks isn't Spider-Man. 
Uh, so maybe he did <laughs> screw up on purpose to hide that fact. Mm. Um, also, we kind of glossed over the fact that the book spoils the whole plot of the book. Yeah, right off the right off the top. Intro chapter. We went straight What you mean? What you mean? Uh, we get a whole chapter about uh, Anna's sister killing her. It isn't a full reveal. It is. A, it is a bit of a reveal, but it isn't a full reveal in that I don't believe you know uh, who. I don't think you can figure out exactly who was talking in this. Scene. I think I could because uh, I have a degree in English uh, and I can sense an author's intent uh, <laughs> and I, I have that I have that supernatural power but I understand if that might be difficult for other people it's difficult for me I see I'm character blind well it ruined the whole book for me damn <laughs> <laughs> I did I did like that there were some there's a lot of telltale Steinisms going on throughout this entire thing mm. uh, what I did love and I wrote this down was it, this first page contains the uh, the telltale RL repetition uh, of he he almost has like a lyrical repetition and I have found it to be as we've talked about in other uh, Goosebumps books uh, I felt like it was padding but in this case I feel like maybe he's going for a bit of a of a lyricism a a chorus so to speak where he says look look at her down there all crumpled her dress all crumpled and then. We we have a refrain of that phrase later on of look oh. at you look at you down there all crumpled so perfectly crumpled we- weirdly my perfect English uh, major powers did not re- did not recognize the refrain the refrain was there and I I picked up on it as a uh, stylish uh, flourish if you will in this case but 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 in Goosebumps books. It's all there for for padding. I did like the like the the mania going on in the in the repetition of like crumpled like that was that that kind of showed that she was coming unhinged a little bit. It's so can I just say it's so much fun that like this book isn't going to blow anyone's mind no. or anything, but like the fact that it is like a, a a book that we can engage with on like a literary level is really exciting <laughs> to me. <laughs> I I I I actually fell for the twist in this book. Because I I wasn't used to this level of l- literature. Like <laughs> I, I was like, oh, he's a oh, she's a ghost. Like uh, okay, like it's just that kind of. She's either a ghost or she's an alien from Mars. Like that was kind of the two ways it would work. Dare we say it? There are a couple of well executed uh, Mister X in this. A co- yeah. There are a couple of them, and they work. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were we were talking about Steinisms earlier. Um, like. David and Arnie, Corey's two best friends, are total like R.L. Stein, like additional best friend, like orbital characters or whatever. Like, yeah, they, they really have no traits. <laughs> like, David is uh, Corey's best friend, uh, who is occasionally concerned for Corey, and Arnie is, I think, just a redhead. Like, he's just yeah, Arnie's Arnie's uh, Arnie's Arnold. He's just a he's the he is a strength jock. Yeah, he's he's a strock. He's a strock. Um, and, but I do like that David is uh, kind of of a soft, uh, soft jock, and he actually uh, cares about his bro dude's mental health throughout this book, which is yeah, nice. he checks in. Yeah, as best a as best a teenager in the late '80s can like check in and be like you know kind of sensitive. He does a good job with it. It's it's kind of nice. Um, yeah, I think there were there were good characters, and here's what I'll say too. They are kind of like your your jokers in a in a normal Goosebumps book, but I think that they uh, I, he doesn't try too hard with his jokes. He has a couple of jokes in here where you're like where they feel like jovial Bob Steins popping you popping you a couple, 
but he's also <laughs> shitting on his own jokes, which is kind of fun. Yeah, there's a, there's a bad joke at one point where someone in the crowd, and then the other kids boo her. I'm like, yes, yeah. And then and then <laughs> yes! and then he has like like for instance, uh, he does the the flip and he lands on his head, and someone says, "Yeah, do it." Another team team, or they said, "Now do it with no hands." And then someone says, "Do it with no head." Another Joker yelled. Everyone laughed, and like not the funniest line, but like pretty good not bad it's not, not trying believable 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 a believable joke he could do this stein you can do this you can do it <laughs> you just have to like I, I he just has to care like he just has to give a shit and i think you think he did i think he did i think what happened here okay this made i would think i was thinking about this the whole time as i was reading the good <laughs> the, the good book with the good writing and i i said to myself i, I was like you know it makes me respect him a, a lot more because I'm like, okay, you can you can do this. But also, it, then it made me kind of lose a little respect because then I realized that he recognized <laughs> a opportunity and was like, man, fuck writing. I'm just going to pump this shit out and make a bunch of money. And that's and that's yeah. ultimately what he did. So he, he had it in him, but he sold himself out a little bit. I mean, this this could also be seen as a sellout. It's not like high writing or anything like that. It's genre writing for sure. Like yeah. he's looking for a niche. It's at least inter- it's at least interesting already. Yeah. yeah. I would say it's a competently told teen fiction, teen horror story. I did see your review of that on the back of the book. I said it's a competently told <laughs> teen horror Paul Richard. <laughs> uh Corey does his like handstand and what what throws him off and throws him into a spaghetti is he sees a uh, a sexy girl in a in a in a, in a frumpy dress walk by <laughs> he's like oh man she's grandma core i love that shit and then he falls over <laughs> then he's covered in spaghetti uh and we meet lisa who um despite one major problem i have with lisa lisa's like the best character in yeah. the book what's your she, problem with lisa she hates cats yeah, well, oh, yeah, we'll get that. Oh, we'll get yeah, that. There's, yeah, yeah. there oh, is, God, there's some cat, there's some cat violence. Early, ca- there are beginning of the cat slander in this one. This, uh, he, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a sad moment for this book. Uh, yeah. So uh, to just just to, to recap, we start off with a prelude that's a one page prelude of a person talking about someone who has been pushed downstairs and the dead body at the bottom of the stairs. And they begin by talking about the body and then talking to the body, and then we are told that Anna is dead. And then we meet Corey, who's doing his flip routine and showing off. And he sees the uh, the ghostly blonde girl as he's upside down. And he falls because he's so enraptured by her and gets himself covered in spaghetti. She's like Galadriel. She's like Galadriel. She she looks at him and uh, and speaks to him. <laughs> and his, his mind speaks to him and tells him to fall. Uh, and then to see her, to find her later. <laughs> Uh, she does mind speak. She does mind speak to him after he meets up with Lisa too. He so he's covered yeah. in spaghetti. He's got to go to class, and he ne- he borrows a shirt, which is uh, this is a a great moment because it's an early gap. Uh, I don't know. I don't want, know when Gap started actually, but I assume this is an early Gap moment, <laughs> and the unisex quality of Gap clothing is is uh, referenced. Yeah, uh, and uh, Lisa uh, says to uh cory that he smells like a pizza which i thought was really funny it's great there's good lines there's good like it's not trying too hard to be overly clever it's just it's just being i kind of sounds like kids talking yeah they also say lisa looks like Cher, so that's also pretty fucking incredible that was I, sick I, yeah i just pictured teenage shadow heart for this whole thing yeah so. yeah pretty much yeah she's just she's just like a cool and fun like the goth jock romance is an enduring fictional yes uh, uh, staple and it's and it's tied even further i think a fi- uh, typically 
they are um, neighbors and they grew up together. And it's that's childhood very, friends. Childhood like friends. That's... It's classic. And one grew up to be a dorky goth and one grew up to be a jock. And, you know, it's it, it's it's this a, really is my Baldur's Gate it's three a, playthrough. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic trope. <laughs> this fucking anime as hell, dude. Yeah. I, I, I love that. It's very basic, but like I felt for Lisa. Like me she too. Is, she she is really trying, and uh, like and uh, our boy is not picking up on any of the signals. No, that, you know, that's also kind of fun that it's from um it's from Corey's perspective, but and we see him miss all of these signals. It's kind of done in I think like a little bit of a sensitive way, where like we're just like, come on, Corey, you fucking dingus, like mm-hmm. you stupid man, and like it's. The the way they portray the way RL portrays like how much he misses signals is kind of endearing. I think it is, like, yeah. It, it's yes, a sympathetic yeah. kind of view of someone who's maybe not so good on social cues. And, and he's good at he's good at high school uh, gymnastics, which is weird that it exists as a sport. I'll be honest. His his, what, his his profession is flip. What what do you? <laughs> What do you mean? Like, it's, did your high school have like a rings guy and like a balance beam? Well, that dude? was that was like big in the in the eighties, right? Like gymnast gymnasts were. were oh, pretty... was that more of just the thing? It was a craze. The Russians yeah. loved doing it, and we had to beat them at it. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. what it was. See, I was like, this is either like a super rich school or this is impossible. Well, this is shady okay. side. This is a disadvantaged school. Yeah, you're actually you're right. So that that didn't make any sense. Well, mm-hmm. no, like you get like you just need like rings and like a like you don't need a fucking field to do gymnastics. It's not that, like what you, this you is need like, a, that's a that's a rich boy sport. No, you need a <laughs> <laughs> Chad. Cite your sources on that. Like you need less equipment. Sor- like source real life. <laughs> Did you do you ever go to a poor school and there's like, hey, we can't afford school there are lunches, no cur- but we got, no- we got a balance beam that'll blow your mind. There are no extracurriculars at a poor school. Yeah, I, I went to a poor I went to a poor Catholic school and I'll say that we did not the best equipment we had was uh pieces of wood with wheels attached to the bottom of them and we played uh, uh, uh floor hockey with them. Oh That's my cool. god. It was sad it was sad times. <laughs> I went to a poor school where we we our football field was just a big thing of dirt, and we all had black mouths at the end of the day because we were just eating dirt all day. I I went to a kind of rich public school, uh, and I think I don't think we had a gymnastics team. We might have had we might have we had a cheerleading team. It's I just not che- a common thing. Is all I, I'm saying. I think I think cheerleading kind of ate gymnastics. I think you're right. The, in the late nineties, uh, early two thousands, like, yeah, a yeah. lot of the same type of yeah, because you do a lot of the same types of like gymnast gymnast movements, right, and practicing with that, and then it probably just folded a couple. The you know, it's probably not as popular as football, so the dudes that were involved in it just went right into join the cheer team, right. Plus, in gymnastics, you don't have to launch if you're not doing gymnastics. You don't have to launch your body into the air where you might die unless you're. M- mustached coach catches you mm-hmm. as you fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so Lisa, uh, Lisa hits on him hard. Yeah, totally flares out and doesn't. It, nothing works, and uh, she gives up on him. She gives. The nice thing is she does uh, poke a lot of fun at Corey, and Corey takes it well. He's he's yep. uh, he's not too high to you know he he accepts his his foibles. Um, and she she leaves him with the shirt. She and she helps him wash off a little bit, and then she runs off to class. And then he sees her. He sees Anna. And now, to your guys' point about him missing 
the uh, ex- the extremely obvious hit-ons by Lisa. I think there's also something so in- implied by the cover of this book, the new girl. She's uh, uh, Anna is shown standing in a misty uh, misty street on Fear Street. And it is kind of implied that she might be a ghost, right? I think it's pretty heavily implied by the back of the book, by uh, the beginning of the book. That her feet are her feet are floating her off feet the are ground. Floating. When we first, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of implications that she might be a ghost. And I think what works really well here is that to to your points of him being like it's like an endearing part of Corey's personality. But I also think it kind of he he's he's bewitched by her right he's a little like Mm. he's a little his little mind took um and (laughs) nothing actually overtly supernatural happens in this book no but i like i kept expecting something to but it's just hormones like the magic is just it's just hormones right he has a dream where like Corey and we learn her we we learn ghost girl's name is anna later we uh cory has a dream where they do kisses to each other and he's like thinking about all those dream kisses. What a wholesome, what a wholesome dream. Just the numb kisses, the numb kisses, uh, dream. Yeah. The ghostly numb kisses, the ghostly numb kisses, which we honestly, a lot. Yeah. I was going to say a a lot of romance dialogue options with Carlock and Baldur's Gate three is, uh, Oh, I'd kiss you so hard and so long. She, Anna kisses like Carlock for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because we learned she she kissed like hard, like hurting hard. Yeah, she <laughs> she's a she's a she's a fire machine for sure with her kisses. I gotta say, like I never thought I'd say this, but RL pretty steamy, pretty yeah, like steamy stuff. Yeah, I felt something <laughs> during that first. I was like, wow, it, like he he made me feel things for this book, and I just want to say, like I think Corey Corey's love struck mind tookness is mm-hmm. is very easy to interpret and i think purposely slow so as being kind of taken by a ghost by the ghost like kind of like inhabiting his brain but he gets fully enraptured in her but you're right it is just hormones but to your point kevin about feeling like something supernatural is about to happen i think that's uh, the benefit of the way that rl wrote this where he made yeah, yeah. he took he took something very natural but he wrote it in from the perspective of his character and he yeah. hid information from us with it, and it's brilliant. Uh, is, is this the very first Fear Street? Like this yes. is the this is the one that establishes the Fear Street yes. Like, yes. series. Very interesting to start with a non supernatural mm. one. Yeah, yeah. I, don't they get supernatural later? I'm not sure. Well, uh, mm, I'm, I'm, trying, re- I'm trying to remember the ones we've read, and I'm like, we read anything supernatural. The in movie them? was certainly supernatural. Yes. So yes, but then there was also mur- like bloody murders. Yeah. And, yeah. And cake, cake heads going in cake machines. Yeah. The ones we read, uh, we read the one about the prank phone calls, which was definitely not supernatural. Yeah. Uh, and mm. then I can't. What was the other one we read? Oh, we read the cheerleader trilogy. Now the cheerleader trilogy. It, or not trilogy, but the cheerleader series. We read the first one of the cheerleaders. Yeah, trilogy. that one is is that one had ghosts. That had ghosts in it for sure. Yeah. So I, it do, it does get there. I don't know if it was a thing where it started out purely uh, reality based, and then that cheerleader was like a segue into supernatural. That might have been the case. I think it's cool, honestly. Like, yeah, I, I don't feel. I don't feel so betrayed by that, like when nothing ends up being supernatural in a Goosebumps book. I kind of feel a little bummed. Yeah. But like, I was kind of like, oh, like anything could happen on Fear Street, even it's- just <laughs> a normal murderer. It's it's thrilling. 
Yeah. He he's so he does see her, and I just want to point out this one this one moment. Uh, she walks away from him before he can walk up to her, and she she mouths the words. She galadriel's into his mind. Please don't. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> but Corey uh, Corey does not. He does not read no as no and decides he is going to continue pursuing <laughs> that, her. That is Corey's worst trait is he is a fucking stalker. Yes, uh, he is. Yeah, yeah. He, he learns Anna's name from Lisa because Lisa has a physics class with her, I think. Yep. And uh, like Lisa tells uh, Corey her name's Anna um, in the middle of like a quasi-romantic walk where like she's leaning into you. If someone leans into you on a quasi-romantic walk, like, you know, count your lucky fucking stars. Dude. Like <laughs> She arm wraps. She leans in. She's protecting. They even have a simul talk. And I like how he writes it. <laughs> they have a simul talk moment. And I love it. He says they both talk at the same time. And then he writes he colon she colon. And he has the different things they say at the same time. There, he's playing with the form here. He is playing with it. He uses he used a device. Like he got he went off like book. <laughs> it's cool. Good job. Bro. Um, but then creep that he is, Corey goes and calls like the the phone operator. A lot of phone stuff in Fear Street. Yeah, as yeah. Well. I I love this interaction, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Please. So he calls the phone operator. This is like yeah. This is great. Yeah. Look, looking for uh, Anna. Uh, uh, what's her last name? Corwin. Corwin. I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say Walker. I don't know why. Corwin. Anna Corwin. Um. Uh. And the operator's like, uh, okay. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Here. Here's her number. Uh. And he's like, can I get her address? And the operator's like, I'm really not supposed to do that. And he's like, come on. And she's like, all right. Well, it's not. <laughs> the best. The best part was for me of that sequence was he's like, come on. And she goes, well. It is my last day, so why don't I enable a little light stalking? Tip? Yeah, I like coincidence. All uh-huh. right, like I like coincidence, and hmm. I, I I I like it in stories because I like it when stories get to the interesting part. If it if we had multiple scenes, just like table setting for him, like st- stalking her even more. Like, I think I would have rolled my eyes a bit harder. But the fact that we're just like, yeah, now he knows where she lives. Like, coincidence makes it happen. I right. think that I think coincidences are fine and interesting and time saving. But I know. Was, not it, was this even a coincidence or just a failure of the justice system? I think it was a failure, a failure of justice <laughs> uh, and a dereliction of duty, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just hello. Give me, give me impossible information. Okay, you seem like a nice boy. Get out of here. And she says that. She says that. She's like, you sound yeah. nice. <laughs> well, you know, you know who else sounded nice? John Wayne Gacy. Okay. She says you're nice too before hanging up. Like it's very, it's a very weird thing. Like I thought she was going to come back later. <laughs> me too. Like I was like, mm-hmm. is this evil sister? Like is that like what's happening here? Like is this ghost? Like. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that phone is mysterious technology in 1989, just like internet is mysterious technology. <laughs> like, this would be the equivalent of, like, going on, like, a forum post or whatever, or like, Facebook and, like, getting help from, like, a rando on there. I don't know. It's it's weird and interesting. Um, uh, trying to speed through some of this plot. Uh, there's a match Saturday night. Yeah, there's so so he, and 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 the whole, this whole time uh, to show how uh, Tooken uh, Corey is, he's just 
failing at he's it is told early in this we're shown that he's very good at gymnastics his arnie is like you're always you're always outdoing me buddy and like and Corey doesn't brag but he knows that yeah. he is the best and he fails he he flops it out during this gymnastics routine he's the one who's got to save the team and i love it because i just love this line from coach wellner where he says Corey's like i really blew it coach and he's like this one's a comedy act hit the showers <laughs> this one's a comedy act fucking love it what a cool what a cool guy that's a cool coach uh saturday night he goes over to lisa's with uh with chips and cookies to hang out and they get kind of close but then uh he starts talking about anna again and she's like get the fuck out of here yeah dude. and leave the cookies leave- poor lisa he is just yeah he's just talking about this girl while she's throwing herself at it. This is a real, some kind of wonderful going on. Lisa, yeah. ha- Lisa has made a commitment to going full court press over these <laughs> over this weekend, and it does not work out for her. They they briefly touch hands, reaching for potato chips. Come on, dude. Like, l- wake up, buddy. It's. I'm sure when I die and I watch the whole replay of my life, I'll see many situations yeah. like oh, yeah. this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I sit up at night sometimes thinking about going, oh, my God, I misread that situation. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. What have I done? It, I just want to say, I'll say this now to anyone who's listening to this. If you pay attention to the situations, there's probably more people who are trying to hit on you than you think. Yeah, be present. Be if present. If you have a childhood friend and you're in a fictional work, you're probably going to end up with that person, I'm sorry to say. Everyone out there, you're probably getting hit on all the time. Pay attention. Yeah. Fictional characters, uh, just, you know, know, know the genre you're in, all right? Like, have a little <laughs> bit of awareness. Yeah, so he calls Anna and gets uh, and, and, and gets her brother, uh, and her brother's like, no one by that name lives here. Goodbye. Yeah. Right. Well, we don't know yet. As far as we know, this could be a, a evil realtor, but yeah, it's his <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we don't know it's Brad yet. Is there an? There's another call where he talks to like Carrie's mom, right? Carrie, the the mom from Carrie. What? <laughs> I don't. They're all gonna They're all gonna laugh at you, <laughs> Margaret from Carrie. I don't. Have I you don't... guys not seen the movie Carrie? <laughs> no, I actually never have. Oh, I have either. Dan, then you would Paul. never know. Okay, well, the mom from Carrie is very possessive and and uh, very mean to to Carrie. Of course, well, of course, sure. Oh. There, there's that's, a sequence. That's how, that's how you get a Carrie. That's yeah. how you end up with a Carrie situation. I I think I don't know if this. Is the, I think the first call you're right is just the Brad, the shutdown. But I think he calls again, right? He calls a lot. Yeah, or Anna calls him, or something happens. But he decides he's going to go right to the address. Uh, he goes over to get Corey, and I think that might be where. There's a bomb situation. The, I wrote a couple lines down, and now I I probably should have wrote where this happened better. But there's a part where he calls, and I I, I thought of, I read it as Anna's mom, um, and she's like flipping out because she does not want anyone to talk to Anna, and she says, "There's a line, <laughs> there's a line that says, why do you call to torture me like this?'" And and then is a brief pause, and then Corey goes, "Well, is Anna there?" I think, and, and I just found that to be a very funny follow up to that line. I think that's much yeah. later because the first okay. call is very subdued. Right, it's uh, just it, Anna is dead. No, that not not even. It's just no one by that name lives here. Mm, mm, it's uh, yeah. It's just a uh, hey, yes, this is the Corwins. There's no Anna here. Okay, and okay. I, and then then he goes to the address uh, and he meets the the ghost guardians and uh, and Voltaire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, did they refer to him as like the guardians of a fear street? He refers to the mystery, the mystery man who we never get any further information on as the ghostly guards. Mm. 
uh, he, him and his dog Voltaire. Yep. Uh, so he go, the Cory goes to Fear Street. He knocks on uh, 444 Fear Street. Uh, and that's when he's greeted by Brad. And Brad's like, Anna is dead in all capital letters. Right. And then he gets, he is shook by that. Uh, and he's just, those words are rattling around. They're buckshotting in his brain. Oh yeah, he go he goes home and he and he falls asleep and then he wakes up and he does he does yet another stalker thing when he's doing office chores for the school mm-hmm. he sneaks he sneaks into the permanent records uh, and tries to find this was I thought very strange he tries to find uh, Anna's permanent record and can't find anyone by the last name of Corwin in the school right but I thought this part was fun because they talk about permanent records and uh yeah. there's obviously a, a tongue-in-cheek uh sequence where they talk about the 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 idea of the permanent record and how and anything you do wrong will be put onto your permanent record and i think you know rl's he's he's having a laugh here a little bit you know <laughs> and you know he's he's spoken he's spoken god i want british paul in my life more often he's 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 you know he's he's having he's, he's taken he's taking the piss a little bit he's taking the piss in it yeah and but but in it governor um but <laughs> he it. he uh but i thought it was funny i just it made me think did you guys think about the permanent record when you were in was it gone by the time we were in high school because i think it was we was got ours when we graduated um, what what yeah. We got we got our permanent records from like the time we were uh like uh no not, like not, I thought it was a myth it was first grade no we got our permanent records that um, was a they were having a laugh my friend my friend Brian uh uh got his and he found like back in first grade uh they they made a note about him uh like the the most prominent note was needs to be alone to poop. <laughs> <laughs> that's granular detail yeah like he's like that was the only note about me was that i need to be alone like who who doesn't need to be alone to poop that is but also what dot yeah sorry that is dwarf fortress level of detail yeah my friend my friend brian has that on his uh like his profile page like that's he's made that part of his identity i'm not violating any trust by repeating that i like to think that i i think permanent records are were fake and a myth that we just used to scare kids but also i i if that was true i like that a teacher was like i just really need to let brian know that we all were aware of his pooping habits i thought you need like allergy information and that kind of shit to like pass between like the the grades but like yeah the permanent records exist but it's just like a college degree no one really looks at it i thought that that's a great point fuck <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> uh i thought that permanent record was the faith agnostic version of god to scare kids into doing the right thing because i went to a catholic school again to, yes to, and we yeah. had god to do our permanent record work for us mm-hmm. you know what i mean they didn't have to they yeah. didn't have to fear us saint michael's up there writing down yeah. everyone's stuff like you're go- you're going yeah. you're on the big permanent record in the sky you're going to hell baby uh and they like and then i came to public school and i was like Pfft, permanent record bitch that's just fake god come on i already been through this trouble's a fake <laughs> idea trouble you think you think fucking uh 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 michaels is looking at your permanent record when they hire you to like uh unseal boxes they don't care well they are gonna see needs to be alone to poop and they're gonna be like that guy's gonna be in the bathroom all the time they're gonna find out one way or the other <laughs> that you need to be alone to poop that's true damn <laughs> That's a double. Um, you just hit me with two big truths right there, Kevin. Uh, the poop, the poop outs. <laughs> the poop, the poop will out. <laughs> the poop will out. 
<laughs> is that a shirt? Is that shirtable? <laughs> Let us know if you want the poop well out shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was the phone with your phones. Bit of part of this book is just kind of calling this girl and stalking this girl. Yeah. Going yeah. to her house. There's a lot of like back and forth between like stalking <laughs> stalking Anna, going onto Fear Street and bothering her brother. Um It 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 really does it, it mirrors a lot of the plots of a normal Goosebumps book. I will say that. Plot or moving a plot forward or condensing a plot is maybe not RL's strong suit here because yeah. he does do a lot of back and forth. Now, I think there might be little informations gained and maybe some character stuff um, that happens throughout these, but not a lot. It, you're right, Chad. It is kind of just back and forth stalking. Threats on the phone, stalking, mm-hmm. uh, fantasizing about kissing, actually kissing. Actually kissing. Now, there is a sex talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Pretty uh, I'm sorry. blatant sex talk in here. Uh, they're at one of the... Um, at one of the meets at the gym, gymnast, gymnast, gymnasium meets. Yep. <laughs> G- yep. Gym, gymnast meets. Uh, Gymnastium. Yeah. Gym, the gym, the gymnasties. Uh, and yep. uh, <laughs> David, I believe, or maybe Arnie, I can't remember who said it, says, I'd like to toss it to that cheerleader on the end. So <laughs> there's a there's a sex talk. I That just took me off guard because this is pre-kiss. I, I would be like, what do you mean by that? When you say these words, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> to what do you refer <laughs> It's like, I'd, you know, I'd like to, oh, God. Explain <laughs> oh, no. the joke to me, Arnie. How do, you, how do you think that works? Arnie, do you say that wanting to communicate something, or did you say that wanting to be a part of a certain club? <laughs> <laughs> Arnie's going to have a lot to think about that night. Arnie, Arnie's strange because he's not, he's a fundamental, important character, but also not really. No, I mean. I wouldn't say he's a fundamentally important character. Like, David already kind of fills the slot of best friend character well, that's mm-hmm. what i was thinking is like david's already yeah david's already doing that stuff yeah yeah arnie's just weird arnie's goofs Ar- arnie is there he's a foil to Corey. he's the opposite of Corey, right <laughs> yeah he's- they're shadows of each other in yes the, in, in literature yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get a really casual roadkill scene like just like he hits like a like a creature on yeah. the road and like just kind of goes for for it. I felt like that was padding. Like it was just something dark needs to happen. I don't know. Here. I think it filled him with a thrill that was released <laughs> not too not too long after this. I get uh, yeah, I guess it kind of shows that he's got a one track mind and he doesn't have any compassion in him, but sort of it's it's, it's sort of serial killery if I'm being real. Yeah, um, he hits the thing. I I think he's rushing because he's frightened and he he's, he thinks being frightened is sexy. Yeah. He okay, and, and I think what's happening. Wait, I don't remember any of this. Are you guys making this? No, no, up? this is real. This is real. Because uh, <laughs> Anna, Anna calls him and is like, "You need to come to me. I need you here. Yeah. Like, you need come. to save me. Come, come, go, come." come. <laughs> she's already, well. She's already, to be clarified. She's already given him a sweet kiss, right? No, no, no. I don't believe the sweet. Oh, kiss. this is. Oh, God, he's just that hooked by for the sweet kiss. He's mine. Took Chad. <laughs> <laughs> We also get a weird story about like a, a head-on collision in which like everyone's limbs were mangled, and then when the guy came back to check on the head-on collision, like everyone was gone, and it was just blood and empty he, cars. And yes, then we yeah. move on. Yeah, we just move on. He's just like, I just remembered this horrible thing that happened. He's in a th- he's in thrill mode right now because he gets this call right, and he 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 enters thrill mode because he's about to go save her, and he. <laughs> 
He knows he knows this is bad, but he's he's living for the thrill. He kills an animal. He thinks about the horrible deaths that have happened in the area that he was going to, and then she shows up as if appearing from the mist. She shows up and she gets into the car, and, and she then... gives him a big hot uh, hurdy kiss, like it... a big a big greedy weird bony kiss. It's a hard it... kiss. Yeah, hard kiss, and it's like the way it's described is like this is not a good one, but he is in the moment. Yeah, it worked for me. It's also not very ghosty. Is like one of the things they're laying down because we have the dream kiss that's very ghosty, but then this kiss is very much described as warm and physical. But it's funny because you're like, this is not a ghost that he has kissed. But then the line that I wrote down was, that wasn't a ghost he kissed, was it? Do you write your notes in full sentences like that? No, that's a quote from the book. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) My goosebump, my goosebump notes look like the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. I was, I read this one outside today, uh, and I was by the the beautiful Cambridge Reservoir, and uh, there were folks uh, walking their dogs, uh, and they just kind of saw me furiously scribbling, like in my. In my field notes book, weird little, like, uh, <laughs> frightened but sexy, collision disappearance, roadkill, big kiss, you're all mine now. <laughs> I'm like, like, I hope, good thing no one can read my handwriting. Um, we learned that uh, her brother's name is Brad, and his mm-hmm. brother's name is Brad, and that he's very protective and weird, and he's got a squishy face, and he sucks. Yeah. And we, we later do some more stalking on microfilm mm-hmm. as uh, Lisa leads Corey away from a meet that he, he was absolute dog shit at. Yep. Uh, and we have another run-in with the ghostly guards. Uh, Arnie chokes on a peach pit, like... <laughs> It's it's a lot of like random occurrences until we get to Dead Cat and then the yeah. book starts moving again. I'm just gonna say I'm assuming the ghostly guards I hope are recurring characters in Fear Street. I like them. I just yeah. kind of yeah. pictured kind of a Nick Offerman kind of character. Oh, like, a Nick Offerman, huh? Like kind of flanneled out, uh, no nonsense, but just trying to provide like the bare minimum of guidance. Okay, I, love it. I had like a um like a Christopher Lloyd vibe going with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, you like, picture like, him a little... like young, young Christopher Lloyd. I don't know what young Christopher Lloyd even looks like. He, yeah, he came out of the womb looking like that. <laughs> You're telling me they made a young Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> if you haven't seen young Christopher Lloyd, Taxi, he's a he's a sexy boy. That young Christopher Lloyd. Well, even in Taxi, he looks like he's fifty. Yeah, that's true. But that's he's weathered. He's got a nice. He's like a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Look at those fucking cheekbones. He, he wanted to punch Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. He was mad. Yeah, baby. Check him out in, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Check wow. that shit out. Yeah, that. He's a little scarier looking because he's got a shaved head, but he's still he's still a good looking fella. He's He's got a real expressive face just yeah. like all for his entire life. Yeah. He looks better with all the right. hair in Taxi, but he's but he's a young, he's a young, hip dude. All right. Time to do a Christopher Lloyd deep dive. That's who uh, that's who I saw when I was imagining this with a big giant dog, you know? I was yeah. picturing a Clancy, a Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, huh? Clancy Brown. Okay. Clancy Brown. I'll throw out a. I'll throw out a another just a second uh, option. Who I I don't know his name, the actor's name, but the uh, neighbor from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. 
<laughs> the sure. neighbor. Yeah, that guy. That that classic character. You, 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 if you saw that actor, you'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, that guy. Yeah, you know, the yeah. neighbor. The neighbor. From Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, you'll know him. Trust me. Matt Frewer, that's his name. He's in. Oh, a, that guy. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's in a lot of stuff. Have these kids kissed yet? They need to kiss. They kissed. They just kissed. Well, let's get to Dead Cat. Yeah, they already kissed. She and, and Kevin, you made a sort of a joke there, but there is a line that she says, which is, "You're all mine now." Yeah. Uh, yeah. After she after she gives him the hard kiss, and then she explains about her um her brother Brad who stinks. Um, yep. and then he and then. <laughs> And then he's stupid. He smells bad. He's always farting, and he sucks. He's got snot nose. He stinks. Yep. And he and but then he, she leaves him. She abandons him in the midst of the night. Uh, disappears into the mist again. And and uh, he's still mind took by her. He can't get over her now. Yeah, he got fucking whammy, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Lisa's trying to get his mind off her. He can't. He hasn't seen her at school. She's she's disappeared again on him. Uh, he's ha- and he's hanging out with Lisa by the lockers, talking about it. Lisa's trying to get Br- uh, Corey's mind off of Anna and mm-hmm. her body onto Corey. Yeah, like, Lisa's yeah. like, "Hey, damn, I've, I've got some suggestions." She's like, she's like Lazel in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, she's, am I right? No, she's she's like Shadowheart, but like she's like Gale after. A- <laughs> Gail like is coming. Asterian, a vampire. <laughs> Asterian comes on hot. <laughs> I got I got hit on by Gail and then Asterian. Those were the first two hit ons for both for me. Every, every single character in that game is is just trying to bone me, and I'm like, can we have like a decent working relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Shadowheart's not trying to bone me. Shadowheart's the only chased one. Good, good for good for her. Shadowheart's like, I won't tell you anything. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, fine, I'll tell you everything. Should we bone? And I'm like, can we? There's a, like a dragon or something. Lizelle <laughs> <laughs> uh, legit told me, don't shower. I like the taste. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> filthy. Too bad she's a Kasich Republican. What? <laughs> you, don't get a what? Re- you don't get a Republican vibe from Lazelle. <laughs> No, she's just an alien. She don't. She's a Klingon. The Klingons are kind of. The Klingons are very how Republican. Dare, how dare you? The Klingons are West Point Republicans, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I just like in game married Lazelle. I don't know how I feel about uh, marrying a Republican now. I was so caught up in the in the heat of the sex battle, I didn't think about her political <laughs> ideologies. Listen, everyone's either uh, a, a drug addict or a Kasich Republican or both in that game. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, Dead Cat time? Time for Dead Cat? Yeah, that's cat. the saddest and hardest part of this book. Yeah, if there's a part that I thought was cheap as hell, but this is, you know, it's this is kind of a rag. So, like, you yeah. know, it's not like we have standards here. Yeah, it's But uh, a, a dead cat, like, a dead and eviscerated cat is thrown into Lisa's locker. Well, and we should we should state why this is happening. So Lisa is putting, again, the full court press on. She is just, it's Hail Mary time. She's throwing everything she's got at this. She, she's asking, a goth is asking a jock, jock. to the turnaround dance. <laughs> uh, what, the, what the hell is a turnaround dance? Is that a thing I should it's know? It's like Sally Hawkins dance. Oh. It, is it? I mean, I just assume. I mean, it's a girl asking a guy. I, I, I connected the dots between the rest of that and the title. Oh, is that what turnaround dance? Oh my goodness, I f- didn't realize. And that's what Sandy Hawkins dance. I assume dance they is? play turnaround bright eyes during that. <laughs> they definitely play Phil Collins at that. Without dance. a doubt, da- and, and <laughs> yeah. Prince as well. Prince and Phil Collins. 
there's also there's also a funny joke that we that we kind of had to skip over earlier where there was a 24 hours beatles station that was playing every beatles song <laughs> yeah, in alphabetical al- order yeah in yeah alphabetical order what an insane thing to do that that was really funny to me that was uh, funny it was a funny bit and then love me do comes on and he's like he's like humming it and stuff like that and again i think this is nice because rl's just kind of talking about the things he knows he's sticking with what he knows there's no reason any of this couldn't have made its way into a Goosebumps. No! There's no reason this kind of, like, lingering, like, wittiness and, and fun. Why did he withhold? What is he withholding? <laughs> <laughs> Why did he withhold? So, after uh, Lisa asks Corey to the turnaround dance, to which she says, sure, yeah, sounds cool, Anna shows up. And she's like, hey, uh, I'm real. I'm a real person. Uh, <laughs> Let me touch you. Here, feel Let it. Me touch okay, you. I'm here. I'm here. Um, you're mine forever. And Corey's like, haha, okay. And she's like, don't you want to go to the turnaround dance with me? He's like, well, I already promised to go with Lisa. And she's like, my best friend. And uh, she's like, okay, I'm not hurt. I'm, that's fine. That's great and cool. I'll see you later. And then Cat <laughs> shows up in uh, Lisa's locker. Uh, which is por- put off as more like gross than tragic, which is just RL's like inner cat slander coming yeah, to the surface. There's like a double whammy joke on this be- because, like, like you said, it's it's written as as gross and not tragic. And then, like, the, a- after they clean up the mess, Lisa is like, "Well, it could have been worse. At least I hate cats." And it's like, ah, why? Is it- oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah, I no longer feel sympathy the for Lisa. slander. Yeah. Lisa's best girl status just melts away. Yeah, she drops off. And like in my head, like this is probably just like you know uh, a a like science cat that they that was being dissected, less the slit down the belly. Sure. So probably not a cat that was like taken from its home and murdered in cold blood. Okay, that makes me feel. Yeah, that makes me feel a little bit better. Thank you, Kevin. But the fact that there was blood everywhere kind of disproves that theory. (laughs) Damn it. There so, really wasn't like anywhere else anyone going like I lost my cat like anything like that. It was just a yeah. Um, there's a weird correction here that is interesting in my notes where Corey says to Anna that you know when when you talked to me on Saturday when you called Saturday you know you said this and she's like I didn't call you on Saturday I called you on Friday and mm-hmm. I was like oh are ghost shenanigans happening but mm-hmm. that's never really picked up again because no ghost shenanigans are really happening in this no book, unless no. that was the one instance of ghost shenanigans. Oh, yeah, unrelated, we're going to find out in another book that there's a ghost just messing with time. Maybe? I don't know. Was was the was the phone operator a ghost? I don't oh know. Oh, my God. There, there's a call, another threat at the dance. Uh, Lisa and Corey have a big fight. Lisa, like, the, the, the fiction corner of Lisa's brain flips over to conflict. Conflict must occur here. <laughs> so uh, Lisa co- totally breaks character and becomes incredibly uncool and starts just a big fight with uh, with Corey. Uh, uh, Lisa storms off into the stairwell. In- I'm going to defend Lisa's character, even though she uh, even though she was doing some cat slander. She she gets upset because he is not paying attention to her at the dance that she invited him to. He's only talking about Anna again. She It's pretty rude. Pretty rude. She has put a lot of herself out there and Corey keeps shooting her down. So I think she I think her blow up is deserved here. 
Well, she also is trying to send a bunch of hints to a guy who's clearly not getting any of the hints <laughs> yeah. and is con- con- continually getting mad that the person she knows really well since childhood who does not pick up on hints easily is not picking up on any of the hints. True. So, I think, I think yeah. it's a lack of self-respect that she's maybe she, she's yelling at Corey. <laughs> she's, yelling at, she's, she's yelling at Corey, but she's really yelling at herself right now. I think two teenagers are happening here. Yeah, but even his mother is like, I always knew you guys would get together. He's like, what do you mean, mom? <laughs> Mama, what are you talking about? Mom, what are you talking about? We're just going as friends to this dance. You know, and I want to bring up uh, the mom and, and and the whole family. The family relationship is nice in this. His parents. Oh, yeah, they're playing Scrabble together. They're yeah. playing Scrabble with, with, the, with Lisa's parents. But, and they're, they're busting jokes at Corey's expense. And Corey, and, but, but like mom cares about Corey. She says like, oh, don't talk about it. Corey's having a bad day. And Corey says, yeah, don't talk about it. You know, and he leaves. <laughs> and then dad, and then dad whispers, oh, he totally ate it at the, at the gym, at the gym. He, yeah, you he know? fell on his took us. Fell on his took us. <laughs> it's, the parents are there. They're present. They pay attention to their child. It's. To an, to an extent. Uh, Corey is often borrowing the car with very very little uh, explanation as to where he's going and what he's doing, but that's being a teenager. He lies. He lies to his dad. He, he does lie to his dad. He's a dad liar. He, but he does, but they do give him his, they give him a long leash and I think he deserves it. Corey's a good kid. Well, they give him a long leash and he uses it to stalk a, 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 another Oh, well, teen. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just don't do stalking is my, is my, is my point to Corey. If there's no ghost magic happening here, then you are responsible for all that stalking <laughs> you done did. Okay, so uh, uh, they get in the fight. They they get in a fight. Lisa goes to the stairwell. Uh, she's pushed down the stairs, and uh, Corey hears Lisa scream. Mm-hmm. Lisa is fine. She twisted her ankle, but she saw she saw Anna in the stairwell, and also there was a mysterious shadow figure. Corey's like, it was fucking Brad. Uh, and they go, they go to try and find Brad and they walk in on a dude making out with his lady. Um, <laughs> oh, more than making, this was implied sex to me. What? I read it. I, okay. What about it made it implied yeah, sex, Chad? Let's hear it. I'm pretty sure, um, I can't remember any details. I was just like, this is at least second or third base going on in this room. That's not sex though. Yeah. <laughs> That's not sex? <laughs> Anything oh, man, sex. I- a lot of things. Well, are sex. guess I'm a virgin. According to, uh, according to the president of the United States of America, that is not sex, Kevin. What? You did not have sexual intercourse <laughs> with that woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. I understand. Yes. Yes. I had sodomy with that woman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were. I forgot about Clinton, and then at some point, Obama was like, "If it's second base, it's not sex." I love that it's Obama that you go the eternal president, <laughs> the spring president. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Corey and Lisa get locked in the music room where no one can hear them scream. And instead of, uh, do sexy times to each other, they do emotional bonding to each other. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. and develop a comedic rapport. And they both talk about how bad their first date is going. And Corey sees Brad out in the parking lot scooting away. So he decides that he, in, de- in an icy December storm, is going to uh, gymnast his way out the window and frolic over to a tree branch uh, by inching along a, a narrow uh, stretch of brick. Yes. Now, this is a part that is cool, uh, yeah. but also is like, 
this feels like maybe a third draft. We worked the gymnast stuff back in to give ourselves a little excitement. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels a little forced yeah. here, but I think it is cool. He needed a hero moment yeah. to pay off his gymnastic yeah. skills. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. I, I appreciated it. Yeah, it's I like a that. weird trait to wind up mattering, but right. it is a trait that winds up mattering. It does. It also, well, also, it doesn't do anything other than immediately fix the current problem, right? They're like, it they're will, trapped. His, his, his gymnast reflexes will eventually oh, yes, uh, they will. Solve, solve a problem. Oh, yes, they and will. I, I love that they refer to his gymnastic reflexes like you know, I love that Arl refers to uh, uh, Corey's gymnastic reflexes as if they were a spidey sense because he slips off the ledge uh, and using his <laughs> gymnastic reflexes, he zoops in to uh, a lower window, walks back up, removes the desk, uh, blocking the music door and frees Lisa. Then he's like, I'm going to attack head on and uh, decides to confront Anna again. Yeah, I think I think it's great when he does walk into the uh, room uh, to say to save Lisa and she goes, uh, that was fast. And he's like, I took a shortcut. And I think that was, like, again, another another like pretty cool. It's like a pretty like it's not like it's not the coolest line. And it is like, you know, but it it works. And he has this in him <laughs> again. <Yeah. laughs> Give the man t- more time to write books, Scholastic. So Corey takes Anna to the pizza oven. <laughs> The pizza oven, <laughs> the pizza oven sounds so ca- so cozy. I want, I love it. I would love, well, they make you pay for your cokes in advance in the pizza oven. <laughs> I love that they're having. Yeah, he demanded. He demanded. They're it. having a very serious conversation, and the uh, low social IQ uh, waitress is like, "Pay now, pay now, please." And I was like, "Jesus, I guess you know, teenagers at a at a pizza sure. mall establishment." But that's sure. just the, that's what you got to suffer through if you want to be at the pizza oven. It's a hot table. It's it is a hot table. They they heat up the tables for you. eat. Uh, I wrote down Emily died. What was that? <laughs> what, what was this that a funny about? note in your Emily, zodiac notes. Am I am I am I repressing something? Who is Emily? Hmm. That's spooky, Kevin. You don't remember saying that. Emily. I remember reading it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. So, so he he sits her down at at the pizza stone at the hot yeah. pizza oven uh, on pizza. his pizza, <laughs> on the on there. <laughs> on their pizza stone table, uh, yeah. and he demands that he needs to know what's going on. Let lay it out for me, Anna. And Anna lets him know that Brad was in love with a girl named Emily, and she was killed in a plane crash. Tragically, that's it. That uh, I was like, why? Why? Oh, what? Right? What? Why? And what like, a lie! Yeah. Yeah. What? Why? It's a big one. It's a big one. And and because of that, uh, Brad never recovered, and he convinced himself that their sister, who we have not been told of until this moment, that they had another sister named Willa. And yep. Willa, yep. in Brad's mind, died and became Emily. And he only saw Emily in her, which uh, is it's weird. It's weird. And- it's weird. It's, yeah, it's 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 a very complicated lie. That's not good. <laughs> right. So this is all laid out. And then here's the coax. Pay now, please. <laughs> it interrupts yeah. the middle of this. <laughs> Yeah, the the pizza oven uh, waiter drops off their boiling hot cokes. Uh, yeah, and because <laughs> everything's hot at the pizza, oven. I heat them up in the oven next to they taste like pepperoni. <laughs> it's double the bubbles. <laughs> they have- so you want a hot Dr. Pepper? You want a, boiling hot? You want a boiling hot Dr. P? Here you go. Taste the new flavors. Your your nose will not get burnt here. We burn the bubbles out for you. 
Dr. Pepper does kind of burn your nose. It's it does. It's, it's yeah, a, imagine. Oh, imagine just roasting, just roasting your insides coming down there. Highly effervescent drink. A hot Coke is repellent. I can kind of see the hot Dr. Pepper. Like I can kind of. No, it's got the spiciness that works with it. You're right. I can conjure a hot yeah. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's like a it's like a mulled wine soda. <laughs> yeah, I I would mull some Dr. Pe- I mean, in fact, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try and mulling uh, Dr. Pepper at some point. Yeah, I think that might have. I think. I, f- I feel like I remember John Green talking about hot Dr. Pepper <laughs> as like a thing. But anyway, Anna talks about Willa uh, being like, uh, Willa was so much prettier than her stupid sister, Anna. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the pieces are coming together now. <laughs> I was like, Willa died and everyone loved Willa and Willa was great. But not, now I exist and I'm Anna, stupid living Anna who's alive. Uh, and then Brad shows up and he just presses his face against the glass of the pizza. <laughs> the, the, imagery, right. the imagery of the sequence is extremely unnerving. <laughs> and then, and then it's just, I love how, like, when he's like, the scene has reached its height and I'm like, how are they going to get out of this one? It's just a cut. It's just a time jump. Like, there's no confrontation with Brad. No. Yeah. Like, Anna leaves out the back and Brad just remains angry at the glass and Corey looks at him and then we cut to a, a, a later scene. And that is something that he does well in this book is cutting in the height of a scene and picking up in the next in the in the next scene in the middle of the action and skipping over a lot of the harump thing that happens in a Goosebumps book. Where was this in Goosebumps? Where's this Where? guy? Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet this guy. Uh, so, uh, Corey goes one last time over to confront Brad. Uh, there's probably a phone call or some shit. Yeah. And uh, goes over to Fear Street, uh, like, goes into the house. Uh, there's a struggle between Brad and Anna. Uh, Corey just, like, clotheslines Brad real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's more of a struggle than that, but it's funnier if it's a clothesline. Or yeah. an RKO, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll allow it. Uh, and then Anna's like, that's so sexy how you kicked my brother's ass. I have something really cool and fun and sexy to show you. And <laughs> she takes him upstairs. She's, she's leading him Se- upstairs, talking about the sexy, se- the sexy secret. And Corey's like, well, what about our promise rings? And, uh, <laughs> and, and she's like, don't worry, they'll stay intact. Cause the cool thing I want to show you was this knife. And she brandishes like an eBay knife at him. That's a letter. And, she, and she's like, we'll finish this now. And then Corey protests and she realizes she doesn't have him on her side anymore. And she backs him up to a window and he, he's backing up. He's backing up and she's slashing and slicing and coming at him. And he yeah, fury swipes, fury, fury swipes. swipes, fury swipes, berserker <laughs> <laughs> attack flourish. Uh, and then she he he falls out the window, but catches himself with his legs and uses his immense stomach muscles to pull himself back inwards and then yeah. executes a perfect Forward flip, <laughs> knife disarming <laughs> kick. You know, the type of knife disarming kick they teach in gymnast school. Yeah, yeah. Because you never know which Russian's going to be an assassin at the Olympics. You gotta, you, you gotta be ready. You gotta be uh-huh. ready. Those, yeah. The knifey Russians yeah. are going to get you. <laughs> They're, they always got knives where you least expect them. <laughs> Uh, so he kicks the he he kicks the Soviet knife out of Anna's hand, and we learn Anna is Willa. They're they're because Brad regains consciousness and he's like, "Let me spill the beans." Anna's Willa, and we're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you know that complicated lie that Anna told you that was really hard to follow. That actually happened, but with me. <laughs> yeah, 
but Will is the one who shoved real Anna to her death, and that's Willa. She wants to knife everybody. And uh, he's like, you should call the police. And Brad's like, yeah, I'm going to go call the police. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, Corey, Corey's like, Corey's like, first off, Brad should have commu- cool. could have communicated a little bit better about this situation. Second off, go call the police. Also, third, uh, nice parka. Nice black parka that we didn't talk about. You always got a black parka on. And then the the final chapter is just Yubnub. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back Yubnub <laughs> as a literary. It's, fr- it's Friday night Yubnub. <laughs> There, it, it was not a terribly earned yubnub like this this uh this was no like blowing up a second death star uh it was, it was a cool knife trick. uh <laughs> it's pretty sick no it's pretty sick though i'm I really i'm really happy to, uh paul paul you missed it but last time i did, uh when we were reading uh nebraska nightcrawlers i described the final chapter as yubnub and <laughs> I re- I totally recycled that joke for right now, and I'm just gonna keep saying it Thank as you. long as it makes people laugh. Clearly, I'm open to recycling because I am cackling and crackling. I'm just really happy Chad likes that joke. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you for yeah. involving me. I'm, I'm happy well, we're all yubnubbing. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to remember how whatever even happened to Anna Willa, they just they send her to the cops. Yeah, right? it's she's like we'll call the police, yeah. and, they and then they get... just drop it. We just go to to chocolate cake scene. Oh yeah, they said. Oh yeah, they sent her to they sent her to Fear Street's Arkham Asylum so she can get out later. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it's actually kind of a like a, a cute, sexy, fun exchange at the end. Yeah, yeah. Lisa says, "You sure can pick them, huh?" And Brad's like, yeah, maybe you should pick in the future. I'm like, Brad, smooth, smooth line, but RL, smooth line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> RL, you got some, you got some riz is what the kids say. I, I mean, someone, someone wiped that. Yeah, I was sensing his riz in this. He like, he, I, in every like childhood Goosebumps book that we've read, I was like, this guy, I don't know if he's ever dated anyone before. This <laughs> This is like this. He he clearly has a little game going for him. Good. Yeah. Arl went. Arl got his first kiss, and he's like, "I'm gonna write Fear Street now. <laughs> I'm gonna use this." Some of them kissing scenes. I had to fan myself a little bit. I yeah. Know. When she, when she when she kisses and draws blood back, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Rl was paying attention to those uh, adult mags that he was writing for early in his career. Those adult kissing. The mags. kissing mags. <laughs> I read them for the articles, guys, not just for the pictures of people kissing. I've had a lot of fun with this book. The conclusion is a little bit corny, um, and there are no ghosts in it. But, man, I I can't help but be excited for more Fear Street books, because this was fun. It was fun. It's a good book. Um, it, like you said, not mind-blowing. No. The, but the I, I will say that I expected her to be a ghost. Me too. Yeah, and me too. The, me too. And that, because of that, that was a... Well used misdirect because it made me pay attention to things that I shouldn't be paying attention to and made me ignore things that I should have been paying attention to. And uh, and it and it worked well enough to to throw me off the trail of the twist. I didn't see the the Willa is Anna twist coming. I, I truly didn't see it coming. Um and when it was revealed, I was like, oh, cool. I, I wasn't sitting there bored waiting for the reveal I knew was coming to come. The, like I, I did pick up on the uh I've stolen my sister's life and I'm going by her damn thing early. But but there were many times where I second guessed that type of thing where I right, was like, it right. could be ghosts. It's like ghosts are always on the table in this. Uh, I actually thought maybe halfway through is like, oh, she's like a succubus. Mm. 
Okay. With, like the, with like the biting and the blood and the whole like you are mine thing, no. I was like, ah, oh, she's like just hormones. She's some no, just hormones. <laughs> God, they he was obs- he got that kiss and he was like, I'm just thinking about that kiss, which I get it, mm-hmm. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, he's just a teen boy. Teen boy, that's first. Kiss. It seems like he's been mind took, but he's just been hormone took. That's all that happened. Yeah, I yeah. I, I gotta say my estimation of RL rose as I read this book. And I said to myself, the man can do it. But <laughs> yes. But then it made me a little upset because I said to myself, why didn't he keep doing it? And it Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long it took him to write this first entry. I don't know what the cycle was on it. Maybe there wasn't so much pressure on him for a deadline mm-hmm. or something like that. But, you know, again, this isn't. This isn't high art or literature or anything like that. It's it's right. a, it, it's in its genre and uh, it's compelling, uh, mm-hmm. which is hard to say for a lot of Goosebumps books we've read. Uh, it's a higher tier than a lot of the Goosebumps books. Yeah, it, it was it was super fun, and I I kind of wish that he just like respected kids more. I'm with mm-hmm. you, Paul. Like, well, here's the crazy thing: is he was writing more Fear Street while he was writing Goosebumps books. So I have a feeling. That maybe the Fear Street was a little bit more of a passion for him, and mm-hmm. and he was really just churning out the goosebumps to try and make that money, and it, that's fine. You know what? Like, who's the, would I say no to the goosebumps money? Would I throw the two point five million dollar, uh, one ring card into the volcano? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I could. I could throw the ring into the volcano. Theoretically, I, I could. I could. Uh, it exists in everyone the capability to throw the ring into the volcano. I would have to. Like, I don't think I could call myself a Tolkien fan and not throw the ring into a volcano mm-hmm. for all that it represents. Mm-hmm. But it's I'd, bite off, I'd bite off someone's finger at the very least. Yeah. Oh, someone's going to bite it off Post Malone's finger. <laughs> It'll be like, ah, it's a good joke. They'd be like, I got the reference. <laughs> um but yeah uh, i that's that's fear street i guess it was it was good it this was, is your first this is your first right kevin this is my first and I, I was i was surprised at how much i liked reading it and i appreciated rl's style and how he made me feel things yeah it's a good book and i you know we read two more of these before we read the wrong uh, wrong wrong number which is yeah. uh, book yeah. number five in the series and then we also read i think it's just called there's cheerleaders like the nightmare begins or something. It's, it's, or... it's the first evil is what it's called. The first evil. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, and we read that a long time ago with Dom. Um, and I remember thinking that was good, too. That one was crazy. Uh, people were flung from buses that crashed. It's wild. Wild stuff. Maybe the secret for Fear Street for us, thinking of like the best part of the movies we liked was Riot Bus. Maybe just like get these Fear Street kids on a bus. Okay. Here. Yeah. Yes. More buses, please. Uh Good things happen on buses. Um, you know, I, I will say this, too. The th- a thing that I was thinking about constantly during this was the the nice thing is having the love interest because it makes the motivation for the character very clear and gives them yeah. a clear a clear thing that they're going after. Whereas in Goosebumps books, often it's a kid chasing either a red herring or uh, or just missing all the interesting things that are happening, or you know, like you know, like there's just a lot of like uh, misdirects and BS that has to happen. Yeah, or or it's greed, or like some like you know other like weird proclivity or whatever, because you know the romance just isn't on the table. And like mm-hmm. I th- I think as humans we're more drawn to 
romance just as just like it's just an interesting part of being a human I think. Mm-hmm. not for yeah. everybody but like uh, I, I think i think it definitely engages me a little bit more having that romantic arc having it having there be a little bit of a well why why can't Corey and uh, lisa just work it out lisa's perfect for him like right yep and he kind of realizes that too or like the you know the the climax is like a knife kick and a and an ab curl Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but like the real like payoff is you know just a nice little scene with lisa a nice cute scene with lisa and it's like yeah. yeah that's that is what i wanted and the real climax i would argue is kind of when he rescues rescues her in the school yeah they ha- you know they have yeah. a, they have a very nice moment before that and i think he kind of realizes that like maybe she's good for him but he needs to he has to see this anna thing through right I yeah I, I you know also I think that's good I think the real climax is when they walk into those two kids in the school having sex <laughs> Chad those are teenagers you can't talk about them having teen sex it happens it's something we need to discuss <laughs> it's good sexual education to prevent pregnancies I know this because I did sex ed in high school wow it was certainly the most literal climax in the book come 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 do people do people know what we're doing when we say that put the clip in. <laughs> just two seconds of Worf saying come. 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 <laughs> it's Worf saying come. If you haven't Googled Worf saying come, please <laughs> please Google the that word sequence and see what comes up. <laughs> Republican Worf. I refuse to think he's a Republican. Kasich Republican. Republican, Kasich Worf. Republican Worf. Big difference, Chad. Yeah. But Klingons are Republican though. Do you see many social programs in the Klingon Empire? <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not caught up on the new Klingons. They're so always at war. Do the Republicans have a bomb under their planet that their current ruler has like the trigger to? And if she decides to, she can blow up the planet. Is that a Republican thing? That's just American thing. It's just American. <laughs> yeah. That's, but yeah okay. A little a little Republican-y. That's been Goosebuds. Sure has. It's, that's been that's been a fear street, baby. We got feared. It's been Fearbuds. Uh, we have plans to continue more Fear Street. We have plans to dive into the world of Goosebumps uh, Horrorland. Horrorland. And of course, uh, you know, some more adventure books, uh, some dives into American Chillers, if you all liked that. Other ones, if you want to tell us what to read next and you want to get access to our bonus episodes we do every month of Camp Goosebuds, that is like our opening banter section, but just nothing but that. Oops, all banters. Mm-hmm. Uh, also get access to our cool exclusive discord uh, real cool community there you can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds and pledge your support it uh, keeps the show running and uh, we we survive on it so thank you that's patreon.com slash goosebuds pledge your support pledge your blades do it all yeah wasn't there something else we were drumming up during the credits during the, the book of names um oh fuck there's some, yeah, there's some new thing we're vying for I've lost it Ice Church? Yeah, we did Ice oh, Church. It was uh, Ice Church. Yeah, we're, we're uh, to weigh in on Ice Church too. If there you may be a schism in Ice Church that you can that you can sway one way or the other. If we, uh, which way you turn your cup? Tell us how you turn your cup. It's pretty, it's pretty damn interactive. Get over there. What fills your cup? Which way turneth your cup? Yeah, I got nothing to spit. I got nothing to spin. Kevin, what do you got? Um, I got my usual stuff. If you want to play some fun video games, go to supertry.itch.io. Maybe give me a follow there uh, if you want to make an itch account. Uh, there are a lot of cool games on itch, so you should make an itch account anyway. 
but uh yeah uh give me a follow there the you know the the twitters isn't looking too healthy right now so nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, uh following me on uh itch is a good way to stay you know stay informed when i release a new fun free game for you to play you you may also wish to follow me on my Patreon, which can be found at givekevinmoney.com. Uh, you can even like sign up for $0 now and just get a little notification anytime I do a public post. That's a good way to stay in touch. But yeah, givekevinmoney.com and supertry.itch.io. Uh, two good ways to know about all the stuff I make. Yeah, and you can also sign up for those free notifications for Goosebuds. Oh, nice. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if we enabled that. We should, though. Uh, yeah, those are my things. And watch continue show, please. Okay, that's fine. Watch continue. That's show. fine. You can do that. Fantastic too. new episodes. That's fine. I uh, I tell you all to go watch my most recent show. I worked on as a producer and writer, Star Trek Prodigy, but it's gone from Paramount Plus because nothing good can exist in this world. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Find it on the high seas. There's there's no money in the Federation, so why should there be money <laughs> here in our real world? Um, download illegally Star Trek Prodigy. Enjoy that great show. <laughs> if, um, if paying isn't owning, then downloading can't be stealing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could buy copies of the Blu-ray, but they're all sold out. So I don't know. Um, you could do that. Follow me on TikTok. Quantum Theory. Q U N D T U M Theory. Chaos Rants. Chaos Rants. Chaos Rants. All right, guys. Uh, this was a fantastic episode. Uh, I I, I love you all, and I'll see you next time. I love you too. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. Turn your cup. Love you. Goodbye. This beautiful show is brought to you by our Patreon supporters, of which you can become one and join the Book of Names. The Book of Names. Book Names. Book of Names. First, we have the highest name and the highest honor in the Book of Names, Stefan Jive Turkey Kuabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Hey, low belly, hate me. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey, Josh Rob. Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrill. Alecade. Mel Dipson. Afshin. Dango Twist. Zentacles pours their cup onto <gasps> the ice church floor. Yes. What's in that cup? Is it cold? It should build up ice, I say. It was a cup of lava, you fools. <laughs> Straight to the core. <laughs> Please let us know which way your cup pours, book namers. What temperature? How? Yeah, how it burns. Yeah, is it lava? Is it ice lava? Tell us. Nesquik. Stealth Bates, which way does your cup turn? Robert Moon! <laughs> it's not really about the, t- the direction of the cup turning, it's about the temperature of the if cup. If it turns upwards, there ain't nothing pouring out of it. Well, that's true. That's very true. Jason Crooker. <laughs> Clay Castle. <laughs> Miguel Pardo, turn your cup. John Keeney. Calf, turn thy cup. Justice so, for paranoia shop content. You do not get points. a cup. <laughs> it's okay. The podcast exists online somewhere. You can go listen to it. It's always there. It's always there. The Juggalobalist. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Saylor. Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter. Aiden pledges their hammer to Dwarf Daddy Kevin. Thank you, Dwarven child. <laughs> Jar Jar Slinks thinks uh, this podcast is great, sir. 
chosen one pledges his cadre of musketeers to house Kevin. No, thank you, chosen one. Thank you, musketeer children. Levi fan. Up and champ. I heard a cat. Jonas Engman wasn't my cat. Wasn't more cat. <laughs> it's my cat who's yelling at me for some reason. She's trying to say Carl. Anthony Mulberry. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Brooke X. Bezos Christo, a.k.a. Bezos Christ. <laughs> Christian Van Skeever. Christ in both of those. Mm, Drew Applegate. Oh. Uh, the apple is also big in the Bible. <laughs> There's a lot of Christ in this podcast. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hobgood. Zach Connor uh, wrote a secret Bible that nobody talks about. <laughs> Patreon underscore donator cameo. Yeah, improv. <laughs> Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney. Tom Widom. Andrew Jadzak wonders if it is Michael and Terry, Michael and Terry, or Michael and Terry. <laughs> That's easier to read than to say. I think I did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, no, you did great. No, yeah. Don't tell me with your names if you understood that last name. It's easier to read than to hear. Mm-hmm. Lord Cornwallis. Carson Birkenbean. Murphep. Alicia Grave. Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it! Luke LaFountain. Do not turn that fountain on in Ice Church. Chip Hansen. Matt McClellan. Tanya Turtle. Juan Jalapeno. Jonas Blatterman. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misadoulakis. Clay McCarty. Parker Lee. Ham underscore boat. Raymond Hernandez. The Crow fans, but seasonal. Ah, Matthew Sutton. Paul Grasso. Jeffrey Owen Cawhee. Joe, regular name Scott. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Kelsey Kinnaman. Russell Kastberg. Javier Jimenez. Chris Putrakis, one of my favorite names to say because it's <laughs> different than a name I normally say. Scotty Pippen, uh, the name that's the same as another good name. <laughs> Dungeon Kappa. Luke Noodles. <gasps> Ice Acolyte Hamster. Yeah. Oh, boo. Boo. I love you. Boo. <laughs> Wait, why are you booing? They love the ice. We don't know which way the, they they acolyte the ice. They're just a small hamster. I feel like if you're an acolyte for ice, you're pro ice. I just think you like. I just think you keep an eye on the ice. I think know? we're starting hot church. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't you fucking split from ice church? <laughs> I think schism time. Oh my god! A bunch of Martin Luthers in here. <laughs> Zach Weir, limp duck. Gonna nail a piece of American cheese on the door of the ice church. Hugh Boland. <laughs> American cheese? <laughs> this is funny. A piece of American <laughs> cheese nailed it to a church. Like that's your... Like it's like a... Yeah, thing. no, no, yeah, it's your 95 Theses or whatever. It's more uh, of a visual yeah. joke. No, that's no, good, I like it. Um, Zep Bambino! Tobias Clark. Meet Virginia. Nathan Remick. Need more kimchi. Estamina, Lord of Paul's Pants. Chris, hard penis and sleep clothes, Nelson. Oh, <laughs> so glad we got another dip of hard penis. Me too. <laughs> Me too, man. Another month of hard penis. Mm-hmm. Thank, <laughs> thank Christ. Techie Tammy. Leewood. Streak. Joey Evans. Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Carewise Gamgee. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamb, the aspiring demon of Lord of Friendship. Wow. wow! Lamb came out with a new title. Lamb upgrade. A wild swaggy Yolo Squire appears. Throw ball at it. Cameron Hansen. A pair of Scots. Levi Kidder. 
David Gray. Generally depressing. The Deadly Bulb. Bryce Diary. Matthew Bratado. Ben Bohan. Carbson. I am Cornholio, and I need teepee for my bunghole. Thank you for uh, informing us of your needs, Cornholio. <laughs> Hello, this is Real Paul. I'm trapped in a mirror world. Hell. That was a lot. Mm. <laughs> you said it, Real Paul. <laughs> Bodie! <laughs> Anthony needs to know if Ice Church supports trans rights or if it's a lame if it's lame like regular church. I think you know the answer to this. Obviously trans rights for Ice Church. Yay, trans rights, yay. But also I'm worried about the demon coming out of the ice and hurting trans that people. That demon so is gonna what... be so pro trans rights it's gonna turn all other churches pro trans rights. Okay, alright. Open fine. the ice. Yeah. Hashtag open the ice. So it's funny because Martin Luther nailed a a piece of paper (laughs) onto the church. And in my head, it's even funnier if it was just a piece of American cheese, (laughs) which is the same shape as a piece of paper. (laughs) Same color. I need that whole big piece of cheese. Oh, that's such a big piece of cheese. Can you imagine eight and a half by 11 American cheese? (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine a blanket of American cheese? You should do 95 (laughs) slices of it so Chad can make 95 peanut butter and cheese sandwiches. Ugh. Jonas and Evoldson. Some of Chad's bird friends. We pledge our talons and sharpened beaks to Chad. Caca! <laughs> Joe Gorman, also caca. Burger's blissful anti-spiral manifesting. Your drill is the drill that will pierce the heavens. Calamity Carl. Germ Juice. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Nick Johnson. Thomas Jancis. Lucretia McEvil. Mutant Astronaut. Henry Torbert. Boner Guard Epsilon Hamilton, a.k.a. Hambone, host of Radio Bonaire. <laughs> oh, now, see, now we have lore. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Adam Knapp. Ryan Carroll. Jeremy Bowser. Megan McCormick Mason. Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Chick. Ninja Breadman. Plush. <laughs> Hello to Kiss Frenchland. Aaron Lord. Callum Mr. Misfire West. Mandy Nasty. Skulletorin. Dr. Chocula pledges every claw and fang under his command to Paul. To the ice, brethren. Crow! Yaplin. Philip Reynolds. Robot Arena. Napeji. Mr. Unimportant pledges this cool rock he found to whoever last trimmed their beard. It was Chad. Last week. Because <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> I get a cool rock. Chad, you deserve it. Well, thank you. Good for you, Chad. I'll have a fine supper tonight. <laughs> Ryan R. Davis. <laughs> Scott Wabel. SSJ Trogdor. Rocco! Josh Howell no longer pledges his zealotry as it has been mocked. No zealotry for anyone. You're not over it yet, Josh. Come on. He's digging in. Evan? Evan? Evan Bowen. (laughs) (laughs) I really built that up. Lava Lad. Mike. Spaghetti. Jones. Greg Mustow. Chris. Hi. First time, long time. Allie Rose. Sprinkle Buns. Sean Astin masters the Gundam Death Scythe Hell Amber by 311 AMV. Damn, Paul. You do that the best. Hilda B. Soggy Newspapers. Chris Kulik. Dakota Kemp. John W. Liam Rogers. Ollie Sutz. Kate the Great. Mike Hart. Saturn Video. Kiwi of Lurve. Serial Killer X. Wade Norcross. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. That last name was my favorite. That's a nice one. Tip your bartender. Be nice to your name neighbor. Big Nick Lane. Kira and Brian are big fans. Kit Bush. Sirison. Blake Cabin. Cabin? I think Cabin. Wasn't it Blake? Wasn't it Blake? It was. Bad time happened, Kevin. He took the training wheels off once, and, and I crashed. <laughs> I crashed instantly. 
<laughs> Dennis Wright. Yo, over the moon. <laughs> Dan Antonio. Cameron Gonzaveld. Several upset horses. Jesus. Someone get them some apples. Let them run. Let them free. Matt Scepter. Gregor Vasi, a.k.a. Vinizen. Vera Tilda. <laughs> CM. Paul's Wang does its thing to Sonic's last golden ring. Tonight at 11. Dun-dun. Damn. Fuck the last golden ring. How's Not Whole Village going to survive? It's going to get fucked too. Oh my god. Anthony Rodriguez. B. Jesse. Chris Curto. Cole Gleason. Jeff Webb is still a big baby, but we both sincerely appreciate your well wishes. Alpaca acquaintance conveyance abeyance. Yes. Taraku, the thing that goes doink in the anime. Jesse Boggs. Michael Malloy. Kyle O'Neill. <laughs> Spencer Y. Robert Holden. Goon Cahoots. James Stavranos. Bjarnir. Chris Soul Skater Byers. Grab comics, what's up? <laughs> Are you still feeling a little little soul skater style there, Chad? Yeah, yeah, you know, I just like Grab Comics as comics. Cool man, I'm Anthony Stoker for you. <laughs> Brony underscore Danza. Max Vunderskin. <sighs> hmm. Paul sentient my buddy doll fledges his unholy powers to the enemies of Paul. Wow, a reverse pledge! Whoa! <laughs> it's a pledge to everyone but you! Is this the, yeah. re- the first reverse pledge? I say, Kevin, you can have the whole doll. Okay, well, I told the doll that you, he can go to you, and now he's just ripped himself in half. You two are my enemies? Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, is that not why we're assembling armies? Oh. Have you not noticed the constant sabotage I've done to you? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a little hurt. <laughs> Hurt, aka Cyberbully. Girthworm Jim. Science toys. <laughs> nice. Nail it. Blarbin, soon to be New Englander. Oh, congrats. Welcome. Talene Jones. Logan Kilgus. Bosferatu. Starship 9. Brendan Nichols. Angelo Edward Longton Santone. Smellities. Proper spaceman, isn't it? <laughs> Bacon the Awkwardly Unseen. Will Holmes. Caleb Snyder, Grandmaster of Spells and Enchantments, pledges his wizard staff and ancient tome to Paul. I I search for the spell of doll unbinding. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you just said the the doll free? Now I'm going to unbind it from its soul that's within it. He's always unbinding shit. Just let him do it. My books hate me. It's just a pile of pages. Go <laughs> away at any time. That makes me really sad. 3 a.m. sleep. Lumo Nuva. Brian Udeff. Rest in peace, Paranoia Shop. You've been you've been dead for about eight years, but still available on streaming services if you want to listen. It to has it. been resting for a long time. JW. Yeah. Rip would like to apologize for his poor taste Paranoia <laughs> Shop joke and respectfully request a mulligan. Granted. Take it. Granted. Granted. <laughs> A tall glass of dumb bitch juice. <laughs> L.O.D. Nowhere, Lucas. <gasps> Brian Storo. Psychosis. Kyle Welch. Sternerstock. Clint Deerking. Agents Miskatonic. C.L. Reagan. Brian Ska. Justin. Shayna S. Welcome to the Book of Names. And hello, the final new name to the Book of Names, Jaybird. Get on in. Tweet, tweet. Which way does your cup turn? <laughs> turn your cups. <laughs> Thank you all. See you next time. We love you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Melt the ice. Bye. Turn your cup. (laughs) Freeze the ice.